जयो राधा माधव कुंज जय गोपीजन वल्लभ गिरीवरधारी जय राधा माधव कुंज विहारी जय गोपी जनावल्लभ गिरीवरधारी यशोदनंदन ब्रजजन रंजना यशोदनंदन ब्रजजन रंजना यमुना तेरा बनचारी यमुना तेरा बनचारी जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय गोपी जनावल्लभ गिरीवरधारी यशोदनंदन ब्रजजन रंजना यशोदनंदन ब्रजजन रंजना यमुना तेरा बनचारी यमुना तेरा बनचारी बनचारी जयो राधाधव कुंज बिहारी 
जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी कुंज बिहारी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम राम हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे Krishna, 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 Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे 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 कृष्णा
जयो राधा वल्लभ राधा वल्लभ श्री राधे जयो राधा श्याम सुंदर राधा श्याम सुंदर श्री राधे जयो राधा माधव राधा माधव श्री राधे जयो कृष्ण बल राम कृष्ण बल राम कृष्ण बल राम जयो कृष्ण बल राम जयो जगन्नाथा जयो जगन्नाथा बल देवा जयो सुभद्रा जयो गौरानिताय 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 जयो गौरानिताय गौरानिताय जयो गौरान जयो जयो प्रभुपाद 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 जयो जयो प्रभुपाद प्रभुपाद की जाए जय ओम विष्णुपाद परम हम सपरिव्रज काचार्य अष्टोत्तर शतस्वी श्रीमद हिज डिवाइन ग्रेस ए सी भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी शिल प्रभुपाद की जाए ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भागवतम की जाए अनंत कोटि वैष्णव वृंद की जाए निताय गौर प्रेमानंदे हरि हरि ऑल ग्लोरीज टू द असेंबल डिवोटीज ऑल ग्लोरीज टू द असेंबल डिवोटीज ऑल ग्लोरीज टू द असेंबल डिवोटीज ऑल ग्लोरीज ऑल ग्लोरीज टू श्री श्री गुरु एंड गौरांगा All glories to His divine grace, Shrila Prabhupada, Shrila Prabhupada ki jai. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate. वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरम चरोतम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुधीर 
नष्टप्रायेशु अभद्रेशु नित्यं भागवत सेवया भगवतिरुत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर भवति नैष्टकी कृष्णाय वासुदेवाया देवकी नंदनायचा नंदगोपकुमाराया Hare Krishna, welcome all of you for today's discussion of Srimad Bhagavatam. We are reading from Canto 7, Chapter 2, titled as Hiranyakashipu, the King of the Demons. We are reading from verse number 45. Nashrota Nanuvak Nashrota Nanuvaktayam Mukhyo Pyatra Mahanasuhu Yastva Ihendriyavanatma Sachanya Pranadehayoho Nashrota Nanuvaktayam Mukhyo Pyatra Mahanasuhu Yastva in Ihendriyavanatma Sachanya Pranadehayoho Nashrota Nanuvaktayam Mukhyo Pyatra Mahanasuhu Yastva Ihendriyavanatma Sachanya Pranadehayoho Nashrota Nanuvaktayam Mukhyo Pyatra Mahanasuhu Yastva Ihendriyavanatma Sachanya Pranadehayoho Nashrota Nanuvaktayam Mukhyo Peyatra Mahanasuhu Yastvihendriyavanatma Sachanya Pranadehayoho Nashrota Nanuvaktayam Mukhyo Pyatra Mahanasuhu Yastvihendriyavanatma Sachanya Pranadehayoho Nashrota Nanuvaktayam Mukhyo Pyatra Mahanasuhu Yastvihendriyavanatma 
न श्रोतानुवक्ता मुख्योप्यत्र महानसु श्रोता मुख्योप्यत्र महानसु यस्वीहेन्द्रियनात्मा वर्ड टू वर्ड ट्रांसलेशन न नॉट श्रोता द लिजनर न नॉट अनुवक्ता द स्पीकर अयम दिस मुख्य चीफ अपी ऑल्दो अत्र इन दिस बॉडी महान द ग्रेट असुहु लाइफ एयर यह ही हु तू बट इह इन दिस बॉडी इंद्रियवान पोसेसिंग ऑल द सेंस ऑर्गन्स आत्मा द सोल सह ही च एंड अन्य डिफरेंट प्राण देह यो फ्रॉम द लाइफ एयर एंड द मटीरियल बॉडी translation and purport by his divine grace ac bhakti vedanta swami shila prabhupad shila prabhupad ki jai translation in the body the most important substance is the life air but that also is neither the listener nor the speaker beyond even the life air the soul also can can do nothing for the super soul is actually the director in cooperation with the individual soul the super soul conduct conducting the activities of the body is different from the body and the living living force purport the supreme personality of godhead distinctly says in the bhagavad gita 15.15 sarvasya chaham hridi sannivishto matta smritir gnanam apohanam cha I am seated in everyone's heart and from me comes remembrance knowledge and forgetfulness although the atma or soul is present in every material body dehinosmin yatha dehe he is not actually the chief person acting through the senses mind and so on the soul can merely act in cooperation with the super soul because it is the super soul who gives the directions to act or not to act मतः स्मृतिर्ज्ञानम अपोहनम च वन कैनॉट एक्ट विदाउट हिज सैंक्शन 
for the super soul is upadrishta and anumanta, the witness and the sanctioner. One who studies carefully under this direction of a bona fide spiritual master can understand the real knowledge that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is actually the conductor of all the activities of the individual soul and the controller of their results as well. Although the individual soul possesses the indriyas or senses, he is not actually the proprietor, for the proprietor is the super soul. Consequently, the super soul is called Hrishikesha, or the individual soul is advised by the direction of the super soul to surrender to him and thus be happy. Sarvadharman parityajya mamekam sharanam raja. Thus, he can become immortal and be transferred to the spiritual kingdom where he will achieve the highest success of an eternal blissful life of knowledge. In conclusion, the individual soul is different from the body, senses, living force, and the airs within the body, and above him is the super soul, who gives the individual soul all facilities. The individual soul who renders everything to the super soul lives very happily within the body. <clears throat> Om Ajnana Timirandhasya Gnananjana Shalakhaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupakadamahyam Dadatisva Padantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yuta Padakamalam Shri Guru Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunatanvitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakham Vitamscha हे कृष्ण करुणा सिंधो दीन बंधो जगतपते गोपेश गोपिका कांता राधा कांता नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी ऋषभानु सुते देवी Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namon Namaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara 
ಶ್ರೀವಾಸಾದಿಗೌರಭಕ್ತವೃಂದಾ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ ಹರೇ ಯಂ ಪ್ರವ್ರಜಂತ ಅನುಪೇತಮನುಪೇತಕೃತ್ಯಂದ್ವೈಪಾಯನ ವಿರಹ ಕಾತರ ಆಜುಹಾವಾ ಪುತ್ರೇತಿ ತನ್ಮಯತಯಾತರವೋಭಿನೇದು ಸ್ಥಂ ಸರ್ವೂತಹೃದ ಮುನಿಮಾನತೋಸ್ಮಿ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸೊ ದಿಸ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ just to put a background who is saying these verses yamaraj but actually who is speaking about yamaraj hiranyakashipu so it's a story within a story now but the irony of the fact is hiranyakashipu is a demon but he is quoting a devotee and trying to preach to his family you see so he is preaching about yeah, he is preaching the story that yamaraj was mentioning and yamaraj is a devotee of the lord it was interesting because uh, if you really see the verse na shrota na anuvakta shrota means one who hears or listener anuvakta means one who speaks na means not right mukhya api atra mahan asuhu mukhya api there is one chief inside the body we will come to that actually what is that chief uh, the whole basis of the madhva tradition is based on this mukhya mukhya means chief there is something what is chief inside the body yastva ihendriyavan atma so basically if you see the verse it says the chief within the body which is the life air is actually not the hearer the listener nor the speaker and so is the soul actually the soul also is not the listener soul also is not the speaker but it is different ನ ಚ ಅನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಾಣ ದೇಹ ಯೋ ದ ಸೋಲ್ ಇಸ್ ಡಿಫ್ರೆಂಟ್ ಟು ದ ಲೈಫ್ ಏರ್ ದ ಸೋಲ್ ಇಸ್ ಡಿಫ್ರೆಂಟ್ ಟು ದ ಬಾಡಿ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ಇಫ್ ಯು ರೀಡ್ ದ ಸಂಸ್ಕೃತ ಇಟ್ ಕಮ್ಸ್ ಅಪಾನ್ ಯಸ್ತ್ವ ಇಹ ಇಂದ್ರಿಯವಾನ್ ಆತ್ಮ ಇಹ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಬಾಡಿ ಆರ್ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ಇಹ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಇಹ ಪರ ಇಹ ಅಂಡ್ ಪರ ಆರ್ ಆಪೋಸಿಟ್ಸ್ ಯು ಸಿ ಇಹ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಆರ್ ದಿಸ್ ಬಾಡಿ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಕೇಸ್ ಆರ್ ದ ಪ್ಲೇಸ್ ಯಸ್ತ್ವ ಇಹ ಇಂದ್ರಿಯವಾನ್ ಆತ್ಮ ನೌ ಇಫ್ ಯು ರೀಡ್ ದ ವರ್ಸ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ದಟ್ ಇಸ್ ವೈ ಮೆನಿ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಆರ್ಗ್ಯೂ ವಿತ್ ಅಸ್ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾದ್ ಇಸ್ ಬ್ರಿಂಗಿಂಗ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ವೆರ್ ಎವರ್ ವೆರ್ ದೇರ್ ಇಸ್ ನೋ ಮೆನ್ಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹಿಯರ್ ಬಟ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ವೆರಿ ಇಂಟ್ರೆಸ್ಟಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಅಬ್ಸರ್ವ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ದ ವರ್ಸ್ ಇಫ್ ಯು ರೀಡ್ ದ ವರ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಇವನ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಟು ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲೇಷನ್ ದೇರ್ ಇಸ್ ನೋ ಮೆನ್ಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ಸೂಪರ್ ಸೋಲ್ ದೇರ್ ಇಸ್ ಇಟ್ ನಾಟ್ ಇಫ್ ಯು ರೀಡ್ ದ translate uh, word to word meaning do you see any super soul mentioned in the word to word no but if you come to the translation prabhupada speaks about the super soul which is not wrong actually we will understand why prabhupada what is the mood of prabhupada and why there are two aspects always to remember because we know there are three types of languages used i mean even if in, in any literature you will see uh, if you read wordsworth's poem poems you see the language that wordsworth uses is different to what uh, shakespeare in english is to what what english is spoken outside in general communication um so therefore even the puranas and the literature uses different 
flavors of the same language in Sanskritam and they are called as Darshana Bhasha, Guhya Bhasha and Samadhi Bhasha. There are three types of Bhashas and they're all intertwined when they actually present a, a feature or a, a fact or a facet of literature. In this case, the word Atma, if you see the sixth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna uses Uddhared Atmanatmanam Na Atmanam Avashadayet Atmaiva Hi Atmano Bandhur Atmaiva Ripuratmanaha. So it's a full of words of Atma, Atma everywhere. And Prabhupada writes a translation one must deliver himself with the help of his mind and not degrade himself. The mind is the friend of the conditioned soul and his enemy as well. So Atma, the word Atma refers to the body, it refers to the mind. It refers sometimes to the intelligence, it refers to the soul, actually it refers to the super soul. Because any word, Madhvacharya says this, every sound in this creation is an epithet of God. Every sound, whatever names you talk about, it's actually the name of God. Shiva, the name of God, name of Krishna. Uh, Vishnu is the name of Krishna. Brahma, it's actually the name of Krishna. Atma, it is Krishna. Atma means the, the nirvachana, uh, I forget the nirvachana. Atma actually means Krishna. Therefore, if you read this verse, the soul is, or the chief air or the life air inside the body is not the hearer, not the listener, not the speaker. It's different and even the life air is also actually not the listener and the soul or the atma or the super soul is different to the prana, to the body. So there are three aspects which is spoken of, or four aspects. Super soul, the soul, the life air, and the body. These are the four themes that is coming up in the verse. All, are you all with me till here? Or is, tell, uh, let me know if it's too technical. So Prabhupada takes a flavor of a devotee to say, although the, sup, although the, uh, the soul is different from the life air and the body, it is actually not the soul which is responsible who is the listener and who is the speaker. Who is the actual listener and who is the speaker? It is the super soul because the soul, despite me wanting to speak, we cannot speak. Take the example of uh, a mute uh, person or a, a deaf and a dumb who is physically handicapped or especially challenged person who cannot speak. Doesn't he have a desire to speak? But although he has a desire to speak, he cannot speak. Is it not? Although I would like to quote all the verses in the Bhagavad Gita, I cannot because there is a limitation to my knowledge. Who applies this limitation? Although I might come by hearting these verses for the class, sometimes I forget. Why do I forget? Wh what makes me remember and what makes me forget? That is the crux. So Prabhupada says, actually, beyond the soul and beyond the capacity of the soul to remember, to speak, to listen, there is the actual performer, actual listener who is the super soul. And that is what the theme is about this. And now, if you see the contradiction between Hiranyakashipu and Yamaraj, Hiranyakashipu is using Yamaraj's words, he's also using scriptures to convince, well, Hiranyaksha is not dead, you see, he's just a soul inside and soul can never be killed nor Destroyed. What is the verse in Bhagavad Gita which says that? There are so many verses Krishna quotes. Quotes, isn't it? Achedhyoyam, akledhyoyam, you know, vacham sijirnani, yathavihaya. So many verses. Najayate, mriyate, vakadachin. 
Nainam chindanti shastrani, nainam dahati pavaka. Thank you. So, so many verses, Krishna says the soul cannot be destroyed, nor burnt, nor... And why does nainam chindanti shastrani, nainam dahati pavaka? Nainam chindanti means what? To cut. Chindanti means to cut. Dahati means what? Burn. Dahati pavakaha. Then, what's the next line? Nachainam, kleda yantyapaha. Apaha means water. Kleda means moistened. The soul cannot be moistened by water. Nachainam, kleda yantyapaha. What's the last line? Nashoshayati maruta. Shoshna means to dry up. Maruta means wind. Krishna gives a comparison between anything that you know as material object, which can be cut, destroyed, cut into pieces, burnt, moistened, melted, whatever, you know. Soul has nothing to do with all of these properties because soul as an object is different to all of this. So Krishna gives so many examples and Hiranyakashipu is giving this, quoting this verse to say, Yamaraj has said that soul cannot be destroyed and soul is separate to the body. Soul is separate to the life air also. Um, in the end of this discussion, I will also discuss about the life air. Please understand that wherever Krishna or the scriptures mentions about Vayu, Agni, life air, which is the life air, the fire, it, it does not only refer to the elements of the material world. It doesn't mean Agni means just the fire. Agni means two, and two things. One is the material fire that you see as the element fire and Agni also means the presiding deity. Many times you, we are accustomed to cartoons, you see. Fire becomes God, all of a sudden a personality. Although that is a fact, but every element in this material creation, the scriptures say there is a presiding personality for that. So for air, who is the personality? Vayudev. For fire, who is the personality? Agni. Agni Dev. So Agni Dev is the personality, Agni is the element. And in this Mukhya Api, Mukhya Api means the Mukhya life air or the predominating life air called Prana. Uh, there is a presiding deity for it, which we will discuss in the end. Yamaraj is saying that the soul or the super soul is different to all of this. But Hiranyakashipu is quoting the same thing and saying the soul is different to all of this. Well, both are true. The soul is different to the body. The super soul is different to the body. But actual performer, listener and speaker, everything is the super soul. The soul is just the instrument or he borrows the senses. We will understand. When we talk about the senses, what are the five senses? What are the two types of senses? Huh? Okay, gross and settled, that's one classification. What is the other classification in terms of gross? What type of two types of gross senses? Correct, knowledge acquiring senses and the motor organs. The sensory organs and the motor organs, yes? According to physiology. What are the five knowledge acquiring senses? You know, tongue, nose, eyes, skin and ears. Now, when you talk about these knowledge acquiring senses, when I talk about my nose, there is a physical nose because not all living beings' nose is like this. If you see a bacteria, it might also have a nose, but maybe in a different way, isn't it? So there are subtle representation of these senses and there is a gross representation of these senses. So is the ear, is it not? I have an ear like this. An elephant's, elephant's ear is too big. An elephant's eyes is very small. 
In the same way, a eagle's eyes and the eagle's capacity of seeing is very, very sharp than a human eye. So the gross representation of the senses and there is a subtle representation of the senses, but both material and both gross and subtle, they both are material, is it not? When we say matter, what is matter? What is matter composed of according to science? Chemicals, okay, that is chemical uh, uh, theses. Physics, atoms, okay, from a physics perspective, the physicist says everything is made of atoms, is it not? Uh, what is the Sanskrit uh, word for that? Anu. Actually, Anu is not atom. Madhvacharya clearly classifies the smallest indivisible particle in the material existence is called Anu. Now they have found out atom also can be divided. You see? So it's not actually atom in that sense. Now, if you see an atom, which is the smallest part, we'll go a little bit of science now, physics class. In the atom, we see what are the particles. You have electrons, neutrons, protons, nucleus, and now you go to nanophysics. There are many other particles that they are discovering as, as and when the thickness of the microscope's lens gets thicker and thicker, they, found, they find more and more. As Prabhupada says, the deeper you go into matter, they will get entangled ever more in her complexities. And there is no end to it. Because they'll go deeper and deeper and deeper and they'll find another billion, an, another universes inside an atom. <laughs> they can find a multiple universes inside an atom after maybe 100 years. So, my God, there's a big universe inside an atom. Huh? And then they'll go deeper and they'll find multiple universes, multiverses. And then that's it. He'll be lost. By that time, the, the scientist will have a glass this thick. <laughs> and he will spent all his life researching things. And, 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 and the reason, I have a reason of why I'm bringing this up. So now let's go back to the uh, discussion we're having, the devotee's interpretation of the verse and the demon's interpretation of the verse, and how we have to understand Atma, the word Atma, and why Prabhupada takes the understanding to a super soul, not only to the soul. Prabhupada does not restrict it to, so, to the soul. So here is Yamaraj who is speaking about philosophy, and here is Prabhupada who takes the philosophy to a different level and brings the super soul here. Why? Because... This is how scriptural study is done. Why? Whenever we see physics, when we just now spoke about atoms, study does not only mean studying the phenomenon. You see, there is a material phenomenon happening. There's electrons revolving around the nucleus. Science scientists is busy studying the phenomenon. Phenomenon means what's happening. Scriptures does not stop only at the phenomenon. Scriptures go beyond phenomenon. What is that? The cause of the phenomenon. Why does the electrons revolve? Why is there a nucleus? What makes the electrons revolve around the nucleus? The cause, karana, you see, sarva karanam. What is the cause of it? You see, they observe the phenomenon, they observe the force, who? Scientists, but we observe the applicant of the force. That's the difference. Now, when you go deeper, when you find out who is the cause for all of this, you will see in, in various places in the scriptures. For example, if you would go to uh, Gopi Geet, Gopi Geet, the gopis all of a sudden speak like jnanis. Nakhalu gopika nandano bhavan akhila dehinam antaratmadrik vikhana sarthito vishwaguptaye now, the gopis are saying, uh, 
you are not nandano bhavan you are not the you are not the son of gopi nand maharaj you are actually not the you are not the son of gopi you have not come as the satvatam kule you are not come as this dynasty of the vrishnis or the satvata kula the the dynasty of satvatam you are antaratmadrik you are the knower of everyone's hearts the gopis are saying you see now the gopis are declaring that your krishna although we see you as krishna as the gopa you are actually not the gopa you are there in everyone's heart as antaratma drik drik means one who can see see uh, drishti antaratma drik so you are actually um, you are actually there in each of our hearts uh, although you manifest yourself as krishna now if you see um many places we also call him paramatma paramatma means the atma inside the atma sarvatmanatmana we see with the atma inside an atma atma and paramatma are two inseparable entities in one sense how is that sun and the sunshine always propat gives us example if there is sun the sunshine always is there so if there we are the sunshine the rays of the sunshine therefore krishna is the sun krishna surya sama so paramatma the supreme lord is always there with us but this concept of paramatma is very important for us to understand the reason is how does krishna even create this cosmos let us go a little more deeper into scriptural physics when krishna creates this material cosmos how does the creation happen who is the predominant uh, predominating deity for creation in this material cosmos huh Uh, before brahma ji ha huh? wish 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 uh, which vishnu sorry ha huh? karana dakshay vishnu is it not from karana vishnu only from the spores skin spores emanate the jivas right and then karana dakshay vishnu in impregnates the material universes you see now when he impregnates the universe right every universe the jiva enters the universe and then Vishnu enters the universe as what Vishnu? Karana Daksha Vishnu expand. Garbha Daksha Vishnu. Garbha means what? Garbha means he impregnates into the womb of the universe as Garbha Daka. And from Garbha Daka Vishnu, the creation starts. The, the entire cosmos, the the outer cosmos is created, and then the atoms are created. And inside the atoms also he enters. What form of Vishnu enters the atoms? Kshiro Daksha Vishnu. and this kshiro dakshay vishnu is called paramatma paramatma means this uh, you know in english they say paranormal the paranormal the para has come from para only <laughs> the word para has become para in english so para, no, when you see the atom the electrons it is vishnu who enters every atom and actuates life everywhere there is life everywhere even even the nirjiva padartha the wood wood or uh, a metal which is uh, material if you see inside a material the atom the electrons are moving there is motion inside so therefore it is krishna who enters all of this creation and actuates everything he actuates it in the form of paramatma now if you see the senses that we possess the material organs the sense organs the knowledge acquiring senses all of these are working i'm moving my hands you see i'm speaking when i speak what is contribution to what is contributing to my uh, to my uh, 
uh, words that's emanating from my throat. It's the vocal cords, is it not? And how do the vocal cords, vib they have to vibrate. And when they vibrate, there is air that vibrates. And because the air is vibrating, there is transmission of their vibro vibrations, goes to your ear, then it goes to the tympanum, which is the eardrum, and that vibrates, and that goes to your mind and the brain, and the brain interprets those signals and then makes you understand what is being spoken. Based on the memory that your brain has stored, based on the language that it has understood. If I start speaking in my mother tongue, probably nobody will understand here. Although you can hear the sound, but you'll not make sense out of it. So there's so much transaction happening, even while speaking. What to talk of hearing, tasting, smelling, seeing, and things like that. All of this is being enabled only because it, Paramatma is there everywhere. It is because of this Paramatma which actuates the entire material cosmos. The happenings of this material world is actuated by him. And in, in, in fact, therefore, the soul cannot claim that I am speaking, I am hearing. Because although the soul wants to hear, he can't sometimes, is it not? Although the soul wants to speak, he can't. Although I want to remember and quote all the verses, I can't. The therefore, mattahasmritir jnanam apohanam, cha Krishna says, from me only comes jnanam, knowledge, smritir, remembrance, apohanam, cha means forgetfulness. From me only comes, everything is ordained by me, Krishna is saying. So, that is why we have to understand this whole verse is very interesting because uh, we have to understand the karana padartha. In fact, in the beginning of Srimad Bhagavatam, Dharma projita kaitavatra paramo, in that verse, Vedyam vastavam atra vastu shivadam. Veda Vyasa says this. Atra vastu, vastava vastu. Vastava means what? What is the meaning of vastava? Factual. Yes, vastava means factual. The factual vastu or factual object to be known is that auspicious, shivadam. Atra vastu shivadam. So Bhagavatam, the second verse introduces that this Bhagavatam is going to elucidate about the actual object that we have to know. That by knowing, you'll know everything else. That's what Bhagavatam talks about, which is what they are doing in the, you know, the research is that is being done in Switzerland, the Calden header, the, you know, about the Calden header, right? The Higgins-Bosom particle, the God particle experiment. Uh, they're trying to find out the, the cause of the Big Bang theory. You, you all know the experiment that's being done in Switzerland. They've built a cauldron header and they're trying to find out there must be a particle which is the cause of the Big Bang and they're trying to find a particle. But here Bhagavatam is also talking about that particle but that particle is not material. And that particle is called Vastava Vastu. Atra Vastu Shivadam. Vastavam Atra Vastu Shivadam. Who is the Tapatrayon Moolanam? Who, tapatraya, mulana means one who removes all miseries of this material existence. This Bhagavatam is going to speak about that. And that same Vastu, Veda Vyasa in the second chapter says, what is the verse where he say, talks about the same Vastu? He talks about the three aspects of the same Vastu. What is that verse? Huh? Yes, Vadanti Tattattva Vidam Yadna. Tattvam yajnanam advayam brahmeti paramatmeti bhagavaniti shabdhyate. That vastu can be known as three forms. Brahmeti, paramatmeti, bhagavaniti shabdhyate. So the whole point of Bhagavatam is to know that vastu and how this vastu manifests in three manifestations as Bhagavan, as Brahman, as Paramatma. And Paramatma 
is that facet of Bhagwan who enters into this cosmos and actuates this material existence. And then also actuates the spiritual spirit's existence because we are we are also the energy of the Lord. Krishna in the 7.5, 7.4, Krishna says, Bhume rapo nalo mano These are my separated energies, Arjuna. But apart from these eight energies, there is one superior energy of mine who is trying to exploit these eight energies. Who is that? The soul, the Tatastha Shakti. We also belong to the Tatastha Shakti of the Lord. But we cannot exploit this matter because, now going to 13th chapter, Krishna speaks about Kshetra and Kshetragna. A place and the knower of the place. Can I claim I am the knower of my body? To a certain degree I can. Because to a certain degree I can. I can say this is my mind, my body, my hands, my voice. To a certain degree. But to a large extent I cannot. I right now do not know what's happening on my back. Perhaps, you see. I don't know what's happening on my back. So, in one sense I am the Kshetragna. Kshetra means a place. Gna means to know. Kshetragna. In the 13th chapter Krishna says, Kshetragna, Kshetragna yor. Actually the jiva is the knower of a body, of one body. But Paramatma is the knower of everybody. Everybody means what? Am I the knower of every cell in my body? Okay, I might say I know the body. But do you know what's happening in the red blood cells in your body? Do you know what's happening to the liver cells that's in your body? Do you know what's happening to the white blood cells in your body? Perhaps not. If I pick up one cell, can I know what's happening in the cell? No. Because that's a different uh, cell altogether. But Paramatma knows what's happening in every atom, in every cell, in every electron because he's the actual Kshetragna. So therefore, in this verse, Prabhupada is telling us, try, when, whenever it is study of scriptures, we should know three things. What is that? We should know what is matter, what is spirit, and we should always know what is the relationship between them. That is Sambandha. So therefore, the Sambandha is that this matter is connected to the Supreme Spirit and Supreme Spirit is the actual cause behind everything. He is the actual cause behind even the Jiva also. Huh? How is that? Dva suparna sayuja sakhaya samanam parishashvajati You've heard this word, Prabhupada quotes this. Dva suparna sayuja sakhaya Suparna means birds. Two birds. Sayuja sakhaya They are sitting on the same branch. Samanam Vriksham Parishashvajati. One bird is busy eating the fruit, the other bird is watching it. So this is how Paramatma is given as a notional understanding. Yeah. So Paramatma is watching us. Oh, you're busy. But all we have to do is try to know, hang on, I'm busy eating the fruit, but hang on, why did I even come here? And I turn towards my left, I see Paramatma sitting next to me, and then I pay my obeisance. Oh my dear Lord, it looks like I have forgotten my existence due to avidya. Because this is the... Uh, Jiva's potency is so minuscule that as soon as it enters matter, it gets subdued by what? It gets subdued by? Huh? Illusion is called as Maya. Maya subdues the Jiva's inherent knowledge, Vidya, by Avidya. It just covers it because if it doesn't cover it, I will not be able to enjoy matter. The reason Jiva is enjoying this useless matter is because maya covers our knowledge because inherently jiva cannot enjoy matter it's not meant to enjoy matter right, right now when i put rasgulla in my mouth i say wow what nice food stuff is this yeah what nice food stuff. but jiva has nothing to do with rasgulla because rasgulla is mud you see milk 
comes from grass, grass comes from soil. So everything is soil only in the sense. So Jiva cannot eat earth. See, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, keeps eating soil. And his mother told, tells Gaurang Mahaprabhu when he was little Nimai, you should not be eating soil. Nimai says, everything is a modification of the soil. The rice that you eat is grown up from the soil. So soil is nothing, soil equal to rice. So rice equal to soil, therefore I can eat soil. But of course we cannot eat soil. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, but his mother convinces him, yes, al although soil, rice comes from soil, we always cannot eat soil like that. So you have to eat rice. So then Nimai Pandit understands, okay, mommy, I'll eat rice now. So everything is a transformation of soil. So we have to understand that, I lost my thought. Can you remind me where was I? And before that? Maya, exactly. Thank you very much. Thank God. Eager listeners are around. Otherwise, apohanamcha. Now, um, Maya covers the soul so that he can enjoy matter. Otherwise, he will not be able to enjoy matter. And this is the arrangement because the jiva is desiring it. But as soon as the jiva desires, I have to become antarmuk. I have to listen, I have to turn towards Krishna. Then gradually Maya reveals Krishna to us. Huh? That is what Ishopanishad talks about. Hiran Mayena Patrina. Because Maya also is an external energy of the Lord. As long as we are conducive to Krishna, Maya can save us also in one sense. We can pray to Maya Devi or pray to Krishna to save us from Maya. Now, therefore, it becomes very important. But in this verse, Krishna also speaks about, or Yamaraj is speaking about, Mukhya Prana. In the Madhva Sampradaya, Madhvacharya is an incarnation of this Mukhya Prana. Now, in the yoga systems, in the Hatha Yoga and the Ashtanga Yoga systems, they talk about five important life airs in the body. This is a different types of science. Even Ayurveda speaks about this five life airs. The soul... The spirit soul is floating in, in one part, one type of air. It is prana, uh, prana, pana, uh, udana, samana, and uh, what's the last one? Vyana. Vyana. There are five life airs in the body. And each air is contributing to a certain extent. You know, uh, being a mechanical engineer, if you read pneumatics, I don't know if you've heard of pneumatics. Pneumatics is a branch of uh, science or, me uh, or mechanics where everything moves due to the air. Air has to be passed from one side and the other, you see. Have you seen a bar stool? You press the button, it goes up. So it's pneumatics. It's got air in it. So the body also, Ayurveda and other scriptures say there are five life airs and there are five sub-life airs. There are ten altogether. Prabhupada writes it in the third canto, in one of the Kapilamuni's instruction that this whole body is functioning because of the life air. Again, when we talk of air, it is just not the element air, but... But what else? The presiding deity. Also, it's important to meditate. So, in the Madhva Sampradaya, they say these airs are managed by a presiding deity called Mukhya Prana. And Mukhya Prana, in the Madhvacharya tradition, they say, is the predominating Acharya in the Sampradaya, who incarnates himself as Hanuman. He incarnates himself as Bhima. And in the Kali Yuga, he incarnates himself as Purna Pragna or Ananda Tirtha or Madhvacharya. Madhvacharya has various names, you see. So, it is very interesting that this whole body functions and very, very many times uh, Prabhupada uses the word life force. You see, the jiva is floating in air. So, the air is holding the jiva inside this body. So, 
there are many devatas which help us to function and one of the predominating devata is that prana that is why in the yoga siddhi the first thing uh, after uh, after yama niyama is pranayama yama niyama asana pratyahara and pranayama it comes how you control your life air if we control our life air you can extend your life span so that you can focus on meditation the pranayama is a very integral part of yoga and of course it helps us in our chanting also many devotees use breathing techniques to help the, help in their chanting <clears throat> like they chant four six four five mantras in one breath like that so that their focus can if you use your breathing technique and chant the holy name of the lord you can focus better like you take a deep breath and say five mantras and then take a deep breath chant another five mantras your focus becomes sharp using breath as a form so in the sampradaya they see breath as not only breath but also meditating on the presiding deity because in madhvacharya's tradition they worship this mukhya prana as jeevottama means the the eternal servitor of the lord of lord krishna who is the topmost among the living entities in our sampradaya whom do we worship as the jeevottama as who shrivas isn't it among the jeevas if you see the panchatatva who is the living entity there isn't it shrivas so <clears throat> now this mukhya prana is an eternal function of the lord when a living when a soul has to exit the body who exits the body does the living soul decide to exit the body who exits the body exactly the life air exits the body but does the life air exit the body based on this verse who exits the body exactly the super soul exits the body so when somebody has to experience end of life or death it is not that the jiva is dying it is simple as a fact that the lord is exiting the body the lord says now my dear soul you don't have any more function here the this this rental accommodation is locked now we are exiting this rent your lease has finished so exit and krishna leaves the body as soon as krishna leaves his eternal servitor also leaves who is that mukhya prana which who is the life force when life force leave the soul automatically has to leave because the presiding deities are always superior to the jivas because they are serving the lord is a beautiful past time we'll talk speak about that past time about prana and then uh, we'll end here in the past time of uh, who is the whirlwind what's the whirlwind demon in krishna's past time trinavarta trinavarta is the whirlwind demon you see little did he know the demon that that cr- i'm actuated i'm a whirlwind only because of krishna's energies but he, he doesn't know he thinks he is powerful he is separate from krishna huh uh ahankara ahankara what is that verse um what is that verse ahankara vimud atma kartaham iti manyate what is the beginning of that verse what is the beginning of that verse ahankara vimud atma kartaham iti manyate yes prakrite Srinavarta was thinking that prakriti uh, it is because of my nature my sadhana that i have become such a strong demon huh? but it is ahankar because of his false ego he was thinking like that he he carried krishna 
he carried krishna in the and uh, one of the famous acharyas in the tradition explains um he tells this very important facet yashoda mai krishna doesn't sleep because krishna doesn't know how to sleep we know only we know how to sleep but krishna doesn't know how to sleep because he, he cannot sleep because eating sleeping mating defending is the problem of the jivas not about krishna krishna doesn't know how to sleep because krishna doesn't sleep because his sleep is different to our sleep you see so yashoda mai always had big problem to put krishna to sleep he never sleeps so he she uh, she sings lullabies and puts krishna to the cradle as soon as she puts krishna his eyes will open up and she's thinking oh my god this guy doesn't sleep at all he she picks up again, uh, him, him, him again and he she sometimes hours together she tries to make krishna sleep she brings krishna out in the veranda and she tries to sing krishna some lullaby and when when she does that the whole brajwasis come near yashoda mai's palace you know nand maharaj's palace to see take darshan of krishna because yashoda mai is trying to put krishna to sleep now when the, the, there is a beautiful sight that the brajwasis are enjoying krishna is as acting as if he has to sleep you know you know the kids you have seen the kids sleep they they do like that and then the moment the mother stops singing they'll open the eyes just then the mother thinks okay i can put the child to sleep and i can go do some other activities the child will be awake and why does this this boy doesn't sleep so krishna also is always having this leela with his uh, mother and the brajwasis are beholding this beautiful sight you know they are taking darshan of the lord um uh, in the madhva tradition when they put krishnas to sleep they sing certain specific songs like they sing this palaya chuta palaya jita palaya kamalalaya nilaya dhrita bhodarambhuru hodara swajanodara so they sing to put the lord to sleep now the brajwasis are looking and uh, it is called tomal seva if you go to tirupati they put the lord uh, in the cradle and they sing jo achutananda jo jo mukunda rave paramananda ramagovinda jo jo they put the lord to sleep like that and the brajwasis are looking and beautiful sight where they are where yashodama is putting the lord to sleep you see it's a lullaby and then suddenly this guy <laughs> mr trinavartha demon just blows air <laughs> in, in the vrindavan and picks up krishna and goes and the acharya say any time if some devotees are taking darshan of the lord you should not come in between them and block their darshan you see many times when i'm taking darshan of the lord sometimes you know devotees come in between <laughs> so they are compared to the trinavartha demon <laughs> so if you go to south india you actually cannot stand in front of the lord and take darshan i don't know how many of you gone you will have railings yeah and you can only stand against the railing and take darshan like that have you seen it you can't stand right you can't show your chest to the lord you can't stand because the railing runs the whole through the temple and every time you take darshan you have to stand like this and take darshan so that your shoulder doesn't block the others so there is a railing right in front of the lords and you can always stand like this and turn your head and take darshan it's it's designed like that the temples are designed like that usually so here trinavarta just came and blew dust in the eyes of all brajwasis and they were just rubbing their eyes so the acharyas say this trinavarta demon is puffed up so much with false ego they are disturbing the brajwasis from taking darshan of the lord 
especially when the Lord is being put to rest. Now, he picks up Krishna and goes up in the, in the air and he's trying to think that I'll, I'll crush Krishna. But Krishna as a little child is pressing the neck of Trinavarta. You've seen that pastime. He presses the neck and then all of a sudden Trinavarta feels he's choking. You see, this is what happens when you press the neck. The Acharyas say, just as this body is actuated by the life force, the life force is Mukhya Prana, Krishna is ringing the bell by pressing the neck, by pressing the throat. Uh, Mukhya Prana, can you come out please? <laughs> so he's asking the life here to come out. And Mukhya Prana is the eternal servitor of the Lord. Hanuman is always the servant of the Lord. And when the Lord summons, Hanuman is always there, like a servant. So when Trinavarta's throat was pressed, Mukhya Prana just came out of the mouth and he says, yes, my dear Lord. The Lord says, okay, out of Trinavarta now. And the life air jumped out of Trinavarta and all of a sudden he was choked to death. So this is the connection between Krishna, Mukhya, which is the chief inside the body and the Jiva and the Super Soul. So this is why, why Bhagavatam gives a hint of Mukhya. In the Yoga Paddhati, they are called, that Prana is called as the undivided life air. There are 10 airs, you see. But the presiding deity for all that 10 airs is the chief Marut. The Maruti, the chief Marut is Hanuman or the Vayudev. Uh, so this is the connection between Mukhya Api Atra in this verse and how in the Madhva tradition he is worshipped, the presiding deity is worshipped as Mukhya Prana or Bhima or Madhvacharya who is the incarnation of the Mukhya Prana. So it was very interesting in this verse when uh, Yamaraja calls the life air as Mukhya, Mukhya Api. In the yoga system also he is called as the Mukhya Prana which is the li an undivided life air they, they call it as. So I'll summarize. This whole verse is speaking about the connection of the soul and the material body, but the predominating life force is the Paramatma, which actually drives everything inside this uh, creation, which is also helping the jiva to enjoy this matter. And therefore, it becomes important for a jiva to know this Sambandha, to know about Paramatma. And how do we know Paramatma? What is the means by which we can know Paramatma? The only process which we can do Paramatma is Bhaktiya Mama Bhijanati. Only by devotional practice. Therefore, Krishna Prabhupada quotes the verse, Sarvadharman Parityaj Jamame Kam Sharanam Raja. An attempt has to be made by the Jiva to try to know the cause of everything. Not just be engaged with the phenomenon of this material world, but try to know the cause. How do you know the cause? The science to know the cause of everything is Bhakti. So therefore, you have to do Bhakti. How do you do Bhakti? Follow Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu Smaranam. So therefore, if somebody is chanting, somebody is reading scriptures, somebody is practicing prashadam, practicing celibacy, all of this is in one sense contributing for us to know Krishna more closely, know our relationship with Krishna and know our relationship with matter. So this will help us to proceed towards Krishna. That's why Prabhupada ends the purport who says, the individual soul who renders everything to the supreme soul lives very happily within this body and without the body. So I'll stop here. Thank you very much. If there are any questions, comments, or corrections. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, you, you said uh, that the, the predominating de deity lives within our body too. Yeah. Okay. So the life air is there. 
and the fire deities or yes. is there okay yes. so there's many deities that are living within yes. our body right all the all the deities live in the body okay interesting so you know the idea of you know when we take a shower we wear a gumcha is that because the deities can see through our eyes yes wow okay everything that's even the water has life because even water varuna they are you're taking a bath when we take a bath we chant a mantra what is that gange cha yamune cha narmade sindhu kaveri jalasmin sannidham kuru we are saying ganga yamuna all this pre predominating rivers or all this presiding deities of these predominating rivers are manifested in the element water so therefore let this water fall on my body and purify my external and internal consciousness so that i can become eligible to worship the lord so therefore bathing is just not an external activity in the scriptures but it's an external and internal endeavor so therefore there is uh, a perspective of seeing life everywhere even in water so therefore we cover ourselves when we take shower that's the whole idea brilliant thank you yeah and there are dts present in the top portion of the body and there are there are two types of dts one is the uh, the the swarga devatas and then pitra devatas the pitra devatas are residing in the body from bo bottom of the waist and swarga devatas are residing on the top of the waist so therefore the chakra meditation all of that it, it is all very connected so therefore your energy life force has to move up if it moves down it leads to lack of energy lack of uh, resilience depression all that comes if our energy force is going down especially uh, you know udarapastha uh, the gentles and things like that so therefore all the yoga tradition try to bring the force up to the brain urdhvareta okay. so therefore the devatas help us to bring the energy upwards so there are dev devatas there like agni arun uh, agni and varuna interestingly water and fire opposing deities they both reside the same place tongue tongue allows us to speak tongue allows us to taste taste is a feature of water and speak is a speech feature of fire which is agni because agni also has sound so therefore the but both the deities reside on the tongue varuna and agni like that so it's quite interesting the physiological aspects of uh, the deities presiding deities so all there in the upanishads and the vedas thank you prabhuji thank you prabhu yes sevya how can it not end without your question <laughs> hare krishna prabhuji thank you for the nice class um i would like to ask why krishna is describing so many things like spirit um spirit soul blood cells in bhagavatam say that again why um i like to ask why lord krishna is describing so many things like living force body in bhagavatam just by knowing that where the servant of the servant of lord just Krish by knowing just by knowing that um, that where the servant of the servant yep, of yep. lord krishna isn't that enough for us to yes. take us back home back to godhead okay i'll repeat the question just for my understanding which says krishna has explained so many things why do we need all of this just to know just to know and trust we are the servant of the servant that's enough is it not actually it is enough bhakti is simple for the simple hearted but for people like me i need a lot of convince i need a lot of things to convince myself first thing second thing uh it is also interesting for gnanis to contemplate the many reasons one is for inquisitive to know this for simple hearted it's not required it's enough to know i am the servant of krishna like the gopis the gopis also there are many winged gopis huh? there are gopis who are very gnanis and there are gopis who are just simple hearted they don't care all this gnana 
they just say we are i am krishna's and krishna is mine full stop they don't want to know anything else but if you think in this material world why does vedavyasa give all this because there are various kinds of mentalities every jiva is different and there are various level of intelligence that this jiva possesses so therefore bhagavatam caters to all types of audience you see uh, just to know one verse of krishna that's enough krishnastu bhagavan swayam finished story that's enough that one verse is enough for pure devotees or simple hearted devotees but for to cater to everyone because it's one book it's not like first grader has a different book second grader has a different book third grader has a different you have different textbooks for different grades right but in uh, bhagavatam shiksha only one book first grader also studies bhagavatam second grader studies bhagavatam phd also studies bhagavatam so for phd people it's enough one verse is enough but for first graders and second graders you need all of this knowledge just to keep them engaged first thing second thing it is also to show how complicated krishna's design is and nobody can imitate that design it's very complicated so therefore krishna can be the comp- most complicated in this creation and nobody can surpass his complication to show how great krishna is therefore krishna shows this complication so we can appreciate and adore krishna for his complication but at the same time meditate that yes we are just be servant of krishna and be be like that is it answer thank you for a wonderful question yes prabhu ji hi krishna prabhu thank you for the class um in the verse and also you mentioned that um the actual jiva doesn't actually the atma doesn't actually do any any activities or for the actual sanction of the um parama and i was reading yesterday that um when we transmigrate into another body is the actual super soul that gives us the intelligence or remembrance of our past activity of our yes. karma yes. so we can actually um, act accordingly absolutely so is that to understand that the super soul gives us the intelligence to perform sinful activities as well yes do you mind clarifying on that everything is anumanta upadrishta he allows us to do even sinful activities because that is what the jiva is desiring so but the blame cannot go to the super soul because it is me who is the ultimate because um let's take this example a wedding is happening you know you call a priest to get the wedding done right now who performed the wedding the priest but who got wedded the boy and the girl to whom did the priest conduct the wedding for boy and the girl although the priest conducted the wedding the beneficiaries of that conduction was the boy and the girl in the same way the karma is conducted by krishna but the beneficiary is the jiva so the jiva takes the karma so therefore it is without the priest you can't conduct the wedding he is the conductor so in the same way krishna conducts everything but the beneficiary because jiva wants it krishna doesn't want anything but because jiva wants to do certain things jiva wants to drink alcohol eat obnoxious stuff okay paramatma says you are not geared for it but if you still want it okay take the form of a pig and enjoy but at the same time krishna doesn't abandon the jiva if a jiva thinks i want i want to eat anything and everything i want to eat stool krishna says okay so be it take the form of a pig and enjoy it will enjoy all of that you see but krishna still doesn't abandon him and still stays with the jiva even in the form of in the body of a pig to say okay you are enjoying such obnoxious stuff wake up wake up so krishna painfully sanctions it to the jiva because the jiva desires it uh therefore it is the jiva who is the 
doer in one sense, but we also see in the Bhagavad Gita there are five doers. Jiva also is the doer. He also conducts because he desires. But the action and everything gets sanctioned by the Supreme Lord. But you can't say because he sanctions, he is, the, he is to take the blame. Like I came late to the class. It is I have to take the blame not because of Krishna. In, 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 in uh, India, in South India, you say they, they come late or they come late and say, Everything is daiva sankalpam. You say everything is ordained by the Lord. That's why I came late. No, <laughs> I came late because I was late. It was not because the Lord wanted me to be late. So we have to understand that it is us who is responsible, because the Lord has nothing to do with either the activity nor the result of that activity. Although He sanctions the activity, He sanctions the result of it, because He is the ultimate owner of all of us. So therefore, in that sense, He is the main doer. But I am also the doer because I desire it. And I deserve it. Does it answer the question? But we are also karma. See, karma nieva adhikar Our adhikar is to do karma. The second chapter Krishna says. But karma also is done by him only. But we are in all, one sense, I have borrowed this body and I am doing it for my sake. Therefore, Krishna helps me to do execute the activities. Whether it's pious or sinful. So that is why this is very unique in the Sanatana scriptures. Because... If someone does evil activities, they say it is an act of evil. So they remove God completely. Then if evil is so powerful, that does it mean God doesn't have any uh, power in that jurisdiction of evil activity? No. It is Lord only who gets you to do evil and good both. But it is because I deserve, desire to do good and bad, the Lord does it because I desire it. I deserve it. But I have to reap the repercussions of my activity. That is also there. Karma. One cannot escape the teenets of karma. Like what's happened in uh, the earthquake in Turkey now. So the, the karma's philosophy is very complex. One may ask why so many people have died. That is because it's again the arrangement of the karma of so many people and arrangement of the Lord and things like that. Prakriti, so many things that come into play. Um, but we have to always understand that the Lord is behind everything. Sarva karana karanam, anadir adir govindam. Does it convince you, Prabhu? Okay. Yes, Prabhu. I'm sorry, I could... Would you just able to please um, clarify the point at the start that you made about um, how Prabhupada translated the Atma as the super soul? Yeah. Uh, in this verse, it says, Yamaraja is saying, the life heir is not the listener, he is not the speaker, he is different to the body, and so are you. So is the soul. He's talking of Suyagna. Suyagna is a person who has passed away. But Prabhupada takes it to say, actually the soul also is not the listener and the speaker. It is the super soul. So therefore, Atma can be understood as the soul. Atma can be understood as a super soul. So therefore, Prabhupada takes the ultimate meaning of that verse to say, the soul, not the soul, nor the life air, but it's actually the super soul who is the actual listener and the actual speaker. And he's different from the soul. He is different from the body. Soul is also different from the soul, uh, the body, and soul is different from the super soul. So there are three entities, the life air, the soul, the super soul, and the material body. So the four themes come out in this verse. So therefore, Prabhupada goes to the ultimate understanding that it is actually the super soul who is doing all of this. That's why Prabhupada takes that. Because, see, the Acharya Prabhupada, what is the use if we do not know the Sambandha? The main sambandha is I have to know how this material body is connected to the spirit, how spirit is connected to the supreme spirit. So therefore Prabhupada brings the ultimate sambandha jnana in this verse. Therefore Prabhupada begins the translation itself by super soul. It is amazing. 
Yamaraj gives the concept of a soul. Prabhupada gives, goes one step ahead to say, why only the soul? I'll give the super soul as well. So this is the mercy of Prabhupada that he gives us. So one, this one verse is enough for us to actually know Krishna in one sense. We don't have to read the whole Bhagavatam. That's the mood of Prabhupada. To give Krishna in every, to the concept of Krishna consciousness in every verse. This is my understanding, Prabhupada. I hope I didn't, I'm right or I don't know if does I'm incorrect. Does, does that mean that he's like adding something to the verse or not? Or no, it's not adding, adding to the verse. It is the inner meaning of the verse. Right, right. Because Prabhupada has not given us, uh, Prabhupada has not given a non-understandable translation to this verse. Prabhupada has given the deeper translation to this verse. Please, uh, yeah, uh, it's good that you asked me this question. So we should not think that Prabhupada is translating something. Many times, I've spoken to many Mayavadis. They say, oh, Prabhupada is bringing Krishna wherever there is no Krishna. No, actually, it is speaking about Krishna. That's why I said in the beginning that Bhagavatam has different languages. So if you go the innermost understanding of this verse is what Prabhupada is bringing out. So Prabhupada is bringing out the innermost essence of this verse, which Atma means the super soul. Atma means Krishna. And he is actually the one who is responsible for us to speak, to listen. It is because of him we are able to listen. Uh, fourth chapter... Bhagavad Gita, I think 24th verse, um, Brahmarpanam Brahmahavis. Brahm, if you read that verse, Brahmarpanam Brahmahavis. If you see that verse, it is actually Krishna, Brahmam means Krishna, which is doing everything inside this material world. Hearing, listening, speaking, everything is happening only because of Him. Uh, so therefore, Prabhupada brings the innermost meaning of this verse and gives us that sambandha between us and the super soul. Thank you for asking that question, Prabhuji. And helping me to clarify that. Yeah, thank you. We'll stop here. Grantarat Shrimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Ananta Koti Vaishnava Vrindi ki jai, Nitai Gaur Premanande.